The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. Let's say you're talking about a Scherzer deal and they want Javier back. You do that, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, in a heartbeat. He's Max Scherzer. You're talking about a team that is built to win now. This might be the last year you have Carlos Correa. If you're not in it to win it now, well, when the hell are you? What are you afraid of? Go right. for it. Go get that second ring. Because then, well, you have two rings and nobody can sit there and tell you, oh, your, your ring, you were cheating. Your ring's fraudulent. I have two rings. Here, stick this up your pipe. If Philly's willing to give you those three first-round picks for Deshaun right now, do you take it now or do you make them wait? Oh, I'd take it right now. Yeah, I, I would take it to get rid of him. But I don't know if Philadelphia would do that. I think they want to see how this plays out like everybody else. Because what if you make that deal and say, oh, you're suspended for eight games. Now, you're trading for him for the long term. I don't think he makes the Eagles instantly better next year anyway. I mean, in that division, I think he yeah. totally changes the game in that division. Maybe so, yeah. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number three, 713-780. ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. Or get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. You're good to go. There's Twitter at Fred Fowler. F-A-O-U-R. At P. Creighton 1. Patrick Creighton filling in today. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates 975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 975. You know the number for that. Very simple. Uh, missed the first two hours. That's some of what you missed. Pretty sport, pretty baseball-y the first hour. Fairly sportsy in general the second hour. Although then we got into mischievous monkeys, and you know, no, and now Bill is uh, on on the Twitch. Basically, said Cal recently got his IQ tested; it came back negative. Uh, don't don't do that. So somehow we got on Cal McNair and how monkeys in India apparently. I, I don't want IQ. I don't want to say that because that's very mean. Possible. I would just say more successful mentally. Is that is that better? Definitely more successful at stealing liquor. Yeah. Well, Cal's pretty good at stealing your money. But throwing that crap team out there. There is there is zero percent chance that I would spend one single dollar on anything Texans related this year. Clearly, they're not trying to give you any value whatsoever. They don't care. They were, I wouldn't pay. You could not get me to give them money. I'm not even sure. I mean, unless I was working, you know, going to the game because I was covering the game. If the tickets were free, I don't think I'd go. Oh, uh, it depends. And that's a big deal for me because, I mean, like, you get free tickets to any football game. You'd go. I was already getting to where I don't like going to games. I, I go to UH games. I was I love the Roughnecks games. I was I was I was having a blast with those, all three of them. And then uh uh but I I kind of lost interest in going to Texans games mainly because um yeah, it, uh, Bill O'Brien fatigue for one thing. 
And and then I kind of got excited again when Watson got here, and then of course now he's turned out to be a little bit uh, uh, a little bit abusy. So um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I don't really. I guess there's other teams I'd like to go watch. So there's that. But even even then, they're not, not getting a ton of sexy teams in here next year. Uh, I mean, look, Jaguars are only interesting because of you know Urban Meyer and. Trevor Lawrence, right? Then they have the Panthers at home. Ooh, can't wait to not watch that. Uh, Patriots at home. Well, Patriots aren't the Patriots anymore. That's you know, you, You're basically just going because you hate Belichick, right? Cam Newton throwing those ground balls like uh, Donovan McNabb used to. <laughs> uh, Rams. Now, that could be interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing Matt Stafford in that offense and, and what the Rams. Okay, so there's, the Rams might hang 50. Uh, they might, but, I mean, it'd be fun to watch the Rams play. That's on Halloween. I don't want to be out anywhere on Halloween because there's kids jumping in front of your car and there's angry adults with the kids. So I, I would not go to that game. The Jets, no. J-E-S-T. <laughs> uh, Colts, mm. I mean, the Colts are good, but they're kind of boring. Seahawks, you know what? I saw a story. You know how many players are left from that great Super Bowl defense? Bobby Wagner. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Bobby Wagner. Roberto. Uh, but, I mean, Russell Wilson's worth the, worth the price of admission. So that that's two games so far that I might be interested in. They're both the uh, NFC Wests. Uh, Chargers. Okay. I I, I mean, maybe. I, I, I'm, Justin Herbert had a hell of a season. Like Justin that. Herbert had a hell of a year. They're very interesting. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. We're up to three. Titans, boring. And that's it. They finish at home with the Titans. So there's three games that I would be interested in go seeing. And they might get smoked in all three of those Uh, games. They probably will, but just because of the other team. And and the reason I'm not going to be interested in the Titans game is the Titans are already going to be in the playoffs and probably rest everybody unless they're trying to win Derrick Henry yet another rushing title. But, yeah. Interesting reason on why you should care about the Colts games. If... You are looking at making a deal for Deshaun with the Eagles and getting those three first-round picks. One of those picks would be the Eagles getting the Colts pick, which is predicated on Carson Wentz playing at least 75% of the games and or making the playoffs. So Colts do well. Eagles get a one. That potentially comes to Houston. But but it's not going to be a great one, right? Because let's say it's... Number twenty. Yeah, I, that that's that's the problem with that is you need the Colts to be good enough to where that pick is in the first round, but you want them to be as bad as possible within that, right? So that the pick is higher. So you want like eighteen? I mean, I still think if you're yeah. getting three picks, well, let's but, say you're but, picking see, in the though, top eight, and then you get like one in the teens, and then one in the early twenties. That's three pretty good picks for for one draft to have all three of them in one draft. That, that gives you a lot of talent. To, and God knows they need talent influx. Well, I, I think it depends, man. If you can, one of those can be top five, and your own high pick, where you can flip one of those to somebody who's going to be even more quarterback desperate than you, and like you take the quarterback you want and you trade the other one to somebody else who gives you two more picks. I mean, I, I assuming. Assuming Nick O'Brien is smart enough to do this, which I, I have my doubts about this dude, man. 
And I, I, I think this is this is yet another. It's a less Osteenish snake oil salesman. Like Easterby is the Osteenish snake oil guy. Nick O'Brien is the slicker, less uh, less irritable Bill O'Brien type snake oil salesman. I don't think he. I don't think he's any good. And I, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm still trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But every move I see, I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. I mean, let's let's just let's just look at this from uh, from since he's taken over. You hired a head coach that was on nobody's radar. All right, arguably the most important position. Like you can have crappy ownership. You can have a crappy GM, but you got a good football coach, you tend to be okay. So this is who you hire. All right, I get it. Maybe he's a placeholder for you. You don't want to go and hire some guy who you want to be your long-term coach because, God forbid, he'd have to lose for a year. Okay, whatever, if that's your explanation. Or I just want a puppet, which is what I also think, who will do whatever I say. I think half of it is puppet. I think the other half of it is... If you were a guy who is a legit high-end assistant or somebody who is trying to get another shot in the league, basically anybody not named Marvin Lewis, and you know, you look at the organization, you see how bad they are. I mean, this is a a roster that looks like an expansion team roster talent-wise. And you know Deshaun wants out. And Jack Easterby is at the top playing footsie with the owner as those two guys have no idea what the hell they're doing. Why would you want to come here? I get that well, 32 and, jobs. And, and that's I wouldn't true. want that job. That job, you're being set up to fail. Okay, so what you're telling me is let's, let's take that position. David Culley is the only guy who would take the job. I think that is really close to accurate. That being the case, as general manager, if that's the only guy you can get to work for you, who does that reflect on? Just, just a question. Does attitude reflect leadership? Oh, man. Somebody says, so the Texans have a snake oil salesman and a snake oil distributor. <laughs> well played. Well played, Texter. But no. So, Allegedly. Yeah. But... Then, then you got a guy. The guy claims he's not even a draft expert. I'm not a draft expert. Yeah, is he also not a doctor? Oh, boy, is and, that not his job? Eh, I, I don't know what his job is. So, the uh, brother bear says, speaking of rising whiskey, have you tried any CBD THC infused adult beverages? What are you drinking right now, baby? I'm drinking Highway Hemp Vodka. Maybe we just got to push that. Yeah, put it out there where people can see it. And Lamont says, you've been bleeping on Casario since he's been hired, which is odd because you pride yourself on observing a full cycle. Been bleeping on him from the moment he hired that black, white dude. Okay, I don't know what, what you're talking about there. But no, I, I I said I'd give him the benefit of the doubt, and which is against my I mean, which is what I usually do. 
But yeah, am I am I judging him faster than usual? Absolutely, because I judged him on what he started doing. I even had that whole scale, and he kept Jack Easterby, and you you hired you hired a puppet as your head coach, and you screwed up the draft, and you signed a bunch of guys who fit some kind of religious cult. So, you know what? That's what I have to judge you on. And yeah, I'm going to judge you on it. So. I'm sorry that I'm sorry you like the guy. Apparently, he's got to show me something, and when he does, I'll be the first one to say, "You know what?" And yeah, I gave him credit for the things he did right, like fixing the salary cap mess. Which, honestly, so easy a radio host could do it because it's all the same kind of stuff I talked about for months about how you get the cap together. But that's okay. But I mean, he did some good things there. The best thing he did was get that Whitney Merciless contract to where they can punt his ass this year, and it's not punitive at the end of the season. Drop 10 kick. So, I mean, that, all good stuff. But you're going to sit here and, you know, if we're going to talk about his drafts, then do we got to judge him on what happened in New England? They didn't draft worth a damn. I mean, you know, I I, I don't know what it is that I, I can, I, I mean, ordinarily, man, I, I want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but look who hired him. Cal McNair. And Jack Easterby, two of the dumbest individuals in the city, hired him. So how am I supposed to? And and Lance even said it. Easterby negotiated his contract, and they did this in a weekend. Yeah. How am I supposed to to look at this and say, oh wait a minute, this guy's good? If a dummy hired him, and then the things he starts doing, I look at and go, oh, I don't know about this man. So yeah, but no, I haven't. I haven't from the beginning. That's a bald faced lie, Lamont. I, I gave him a chance at first. It, it, he, it didn't take long for him to turn into an idiot. Quick break. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. It's just not the same since you went away Before you lose your accent And forget all about the Lone Star State There's a seat for you at the rodeo And a am slow down On ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 281. So the Texans have a snake oil salesman and a snake wine distributor. Ooh. Snake wine. That's uh, interesting. Uh, that's, that's, that's an inside joke for the Blitzers. Is that venomous? Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Jolene Blaylock. That was her name. Uh, and, and I'll just say they designed her Vulcan suit really nice. I think that was something we were talking about on Twitch. Sorry. Didn't mean to carry it over. Uh, Anyway, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. So, uh, hey, let's get, can we, do you have a golf update for us? I sure do. All right. Well, we are now two days in. Two days in. At the Open Championship. Wait, wait, I got to do it this way. At the Open Championship. Thank you. I don't want to do a British accent for that long. Uh. After round two, we now have an official cut line 
of one over par, so everything over that, two or greater, did not make the field so for, for the you, final two days. If you were worse than two over par, you're going home. Yep. Including Patrick Kentley. And we'll start with your team, Fred. Yeah. At the top of the order, you have John Rahm, who is five under for the round. So four under for the championship. Because he was one over yesterday, I think. Yeah, you need to tell. No, he was one over yesterday. He's six under today. Okay, so five. Okay, so he's five under for the two rounds. Yes, John, I'm going total John Rahm, score because defending. this is what makes the cut. All right, your U.S. Open champion, Rory McIlroy, is at even par after two days of at even par. Rory, Patrick can't lay. Well, Gone. he can't lay anything except for a big old goose egg because he was three over. Much, much like myself, and missed the cut. Huh. Harris English. He had a big day today. He had a bad day yesterday at five over, and he had a good day today at five under to remain at even par. Harris English, Englishmen win the Open. Jason, I'm just Jason Kokrak. No, it's it. You may say it. It's Kokrak. Uh, it's Kokrak. He followed in your boy Rory's footsteps and went even par for both days. Okay. And Taylor Gooch. Was one under on Thursday and one over today for another even par. So, of the five that you had make the cut, you have one below par and four right at par. I'll take that. that that's yeah, better than that's, any no, of that's, our previous that's, going. That's fine because you know all I need is for a couple of those guys to make a run, and uh, you know, and your guy, your your guy Colin though, I, I I like the round he had today. That was pretty good. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, for AJ's team. Which we know he's not listening, so let's hope it loses. Oh, we know Will Doctor's probably not listening either because he's busy. Doctor. Yeah, but you, you know he slobbered all over that team as he uh, as he always does. With Brooke, Brooks Kepka as his first pick, he had minus one on Thursday. He was four under today for a minus five. It's pretty good. Yep. Xander Schauffele was one under on Thursday and one over today for an even par on the round. Okay, he could have been on, on my the, uh, he could have been on my team for that. Yeah, yep. Uh, Louis Oosthuizen came out guns blazing, ready to go, and went six under yesterday, five under this morning, and leads the field at eleven under par. That's quite delightful. That's pretty good. Yes, he'll choke like a dog tomorrow. Mark Leishman. Had a very rough day yesterday. It went five over. And then pulled it back today. Went three under, but still missed the cut by one stroke. Oh, dear. So dreadful. he is out. It is dreadful. Kevin Kisner or Kisner? I don't know how we say it. How does the British say it? Kisner. Kevin Kisner went even par yesterday and went one under today and is sitting at one under par. Delightful. Marcus Armitage went Armitage. one under yesterday. And two over today, and sits one stroke over par, barely making the cut. But making the cut. So AJ has one man not make the cut. You have one man not make the cut. So okay. far. Alright, let's get to the redneck of the show. Let's get to my team. Let's get to my guy. I believed in all the time. Jordan Spieth, who is sitting in third place, well, I believe. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Colin Morikawa's been your guy. I'm going in the order we drafted him. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you, so, you took Spieth ahead of Morikawa. Okay. Yeah. I always take Jordan Spieth first because that's what I do. Because mm. he's my guy, as John Granato would say. He blew away the field yesterday and was in second at five under. Had a little bit of a rough outing today, but saved a couple bokies. Went three under 
and is in, I believe, third place at eight under so far. My second choice, who has been on my team, I think, three out of four times, Colin Morikawa. I like like to call him that little feller. He went three under yesterday, and then while everybody was asleep, he was destroying the course and ended up six six under and now is in second place at nine under. Scotty Scheffler went three under yesterday, solid, solid outing, and then went four under today and sits seven under par. Adam Scott, who is, I've said when I drafted him, burned me in the past, kicked me right in my ass, went three over yesterday and it did not look good, then bounced back, went four under today, so he sits at one under par. Delightful. John Granado's cousin, Guido Maglione. Maglioso. Guido Magliosi. He went one under yesterday. I had high hopes for him. Then he went three over today oh. and missed the cut at two over par. Guido, Guido, Guido. That is still a solid outing for a guy who I literally looked and went, hey, that name looks funny. Mm. And my final pick, Jazz Janawatanand. I know one none. Out of Thailand. Went even par yesterday. And then had an even better day today. Went one under par to sit at one under par and make the cut. So all three of us each had one golfer not make the cut. So as it finishes... We will have solid scores all the way through, and the bottom score, of course, plus the one that didn't make the cuts, will not count. Tremendously close race. As you total it it up. It's still anyone's race right now, although, uh, you know, I've got some making up to do on the weekend, but it'll happen. Go ahead. If you total it up, Fred, you are sitting in third place at five under par. AJ is sitting at 16 under par in second place. And when you total mine up, let me see. Carry that. I'm at 26 under par. Sounds like a bunch of horse hockey. Well, it's, I it's, have to pray, and I need the listeners to pray as well, that I get this win. Because uh, this will be off, the epic collapse of all time. Uh, first off, uh, if something like that happens. Uh, the, luckily, this window right hey, here is made of wood. Yeah, well, the the way this thing is set up, that's tomorrow is what we call moving day. And we'll have a much better idea heading into Sunday where things stand. And just because you're up by 20 strokes right now, if I have three guys go five under tomorrow, which not impossible, especially because I have so many guys going off earlier, where clearly the, the good scores were there to be had, it could change in a heartbeat. So don't get too confident, sir. Oh, I'm not. I'm scared to death. I don't be scared. It's 20 bucks. Jeez. I know yes, but I've already lost 60. Yeah, well, that's true. I need. I just need one for pride before this all ends. Well, I mean, I, I'd root for you, but I, I also, I also want to rally and beat both of you so that I can tell AJ that my two were more impressive than his two. I'm fine if you get second. <laughs> yeah, but that's not going to beat his two wins. See, I have to, I have to win, and then it, well, okay. and, and then somehow get get Will Doctor, who never agrees with me on anything, and always sides with AJ to agree that winning the the two opens is a bigger deal than winning the PGA and the Masters. I mean, but if I have a team now this time that wins by thirty strokes over both of y'all, I think that you know that should be some clout in my name of I know how to really pick a team. Mm, no, no, you're the Patrick Cantlay of the golf game. Oh boy, don't you set yourself up for a Vandeveld moment? I think I'm more of a Mark Leishman or a Guido Magliosi because I got barely. I was just barely there every time. 
Except for the last time. We're not going to count the, the U.S. Find yourself jumping in the water chasing after golf balls. <laughs> All right. But that is your open championship update for the Blitz. It's brought, to you, brought, brought to you by SportsMap Elite coming August 1st. <laughs> and with no Granado here, that means we are the golf show yeah. for the open championship. Bitches, take that. I'm telling you, my Harris English pick is going to turn out to be badass. The fact that he almost died yesterday. When I saw that score yesterday, but boy, I, I feel stupid. I feel like Cal McNair. And uh, then today, I'm like, okay, we got back to even. Tomorrow, he has a big day. Gonna be right back in it. You watch. And on Sunday, Harris English is going to be in the mix. You heard it here first as a golf expert. As the reigning U.S. Open champion by all of two strokes. Yeah, it's going to happen. Harris English. You know why I picked Harris English? So that you could say his name. No, no. Cool you, you know what? The, the only, only tournament I've watched all year outside of the majors was the one where he and the kid from UT played like 12 freaking playoff holes. Because there was nothing else on that day. And so I started watching it. And he wound up winning, and it was his second win on tour, and he's one of, like, three people to win twice on tour. And I'm like, okay, that's going to be my British Open long shot. That's it. Well, that, that's the science behind it, guys. There, it wasn't anything. So where I drafted Guido Magliozzi, I was telling my Guido. wife this, this morning. Magliozzi. There was one person who was a long shot who I saw, and I've seen him play before, and I said, I really like that guy named Stuart Sink. And I also was trying to do some research this time instead of just going and shooting in the dark. And I came across four different articles that all said, I mean, if you would, you know, like to set some money on fire, weirder things have happened than Stuart Sink being in the mix. And he, I think, is tied for seventh and is like four under. Yeah, Stuart Sink was good back when I was still playing golf. Yeah, he's got to be he's got to be close to the senior tour by now. I, I bet. In fact, I bet he is. I bet if you look him up. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pull this out of my ass. I'm going to just guess a number. 52 years old. Back in 1986. Let's see. Curious. 48. Okay, that was off. Damn. I thought he was over 50. Not that off. Only 40 years. Eh, still. All right. Quick break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. and ESPN 92.5. Real Fun Sports. This this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. No A.J. Patrick Creighton in the house. Dude, we're down to two segments. This this has kind of flown by. Been a quick show. Having fun. Um, Plus you're, you know, drinking a half bottle of vodka. That's not a half bottle, okay? For, for one part, one thing, you had some. He had some. So my part was probably about that much. All right. So That's not enough to affect Over the next half hour, it'll be a half a bottle of vodka. No, I'm done. I, I, I stopped at uh, 530 because I have to drive home. I'm responsible, dude. You are responsible. 
or something. I don't know. Hey, um, I don't know if you guys heard it this morning. Lance had Chad Ford on, and uh, who we were talking the other day about who are the NBA draft experts. There's just not that many. And I heard Chad Ford on. I'm like, yeah, okay, that guy counts. And he had some interesting things to say about the Rockets. It's a really long interview, but Aaron has chopped it down to what? How long? We got two minutes of him talking about why Evan Mobley is uh, a lot better than what people are giving him credit for as the number two pick. All right, so credit to the bench for this and Lance Airline in particular. I will say that Mobley, to me, is one of the most interesting prospects that I've scouted in a long time. He physically looks like Chris Bosh. He has some movement skills like Chris Bosh and what have you. But he does a couple of things that are are so unique. One, you know, he's a he's a shot blocker, which Chris Chris uh, um, Chris Bosh wasn't, and he's an excellent shot, shot blocker who rarely gets into foul trouble. His foul rate for forty minutes is the lowest that we've ever seen on a big this high in the draft. It's it's incredible. He averages about two fouls for forty minutes. One of the hardest things for bigs to do to stay on the floor in the NBA is they just get in constant foul trouble, and it and it, it speaks to a unique level of fluidity and mobility for Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley doesn't run and move well for a seven-footer. He runs and moves well for a guard. And that is something that's just really unique. And then you, you look at his offensive game. He can take you off the dribble. He can pull up and shoot. He actually he, he's an excellent passer. He actually, in many ways, statistically, if you sort of look at him, he's a unicorn because he's offensively, he plays like a guard, but he has the defensive abilities of a big man. And so, one, I absolutely think the Rockets could play Mobley and Christian Wood together. Christian Wood at the five, uh, Mobley at the four. I actually think, uh, and you know, I'm not in the majority here, but there's definitely scouts who have told me about this. I'm not sure that Evan Mobley isn't a giant three mm-hmm. uh, wing, ultimately, um, in the NBA, because the NBA is becoming more positionless right now. Um, you're seeing teams sort of move away from thinking about traditional positions, and Mobley is one of the few guys that I've ever scouted that I say I think he could legitimately fulfill any of those roles. In fact, I think he may have better success there than he will as a big, as a five, because he, I don't know that his frame is going to fill out to the point that he doesn't get beaten to hell by Joel Embiid, you know, yep. for example, uh, yeah. down in the post. Okay, one thought on that. First off, how often are you playing Joel Embiid when you're with the Rockets? Twice, twice a year. Twice a year. Uh, but the other stuff I thought was pretty interesting about him. I feel like uh, I, I, I'm more interested in Mobley now than I was before I heard him say that. The idea that, you know, he's, uh, for example, the, for the phrase, he's a seven-foot wing. Well, he was a kid who didn't start playing basketball to like eighth grade because all of a sudden he grew to be six foot four and he played on the same high school team as his brother and his brother was a five-star recruit. You know, this is a kid who, you know, high school played as a guard and he just kept getting taller and taller and taller. You know, you know, you know who else that happened to Anthony Davis. He's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And if you give me a poor man's Anthony Davis, I'd be okay with that. But yeah, that's, that's exact. Cause like, I think Davis actually was like his sophomore year of high school was still a 6'3 guard and then grew to 6'7 and then finally to 6'10. All of a sudden, he hit another, like a second growth spurt and they become huge. And, you know, Anthony Davis, you know, look, 6'10, but he's not, 
six ten, two hundred and sixty five pounds. He's a guy who can, you know, run the floor. He can shoot from the outside. He can take you from the post. He can face you up. He can take you off the dribble. He plays that that weak side defense and and block shots. He's a big rebounder. He does all of those things. If you can get a guy, those guys are hard to find. Yeah, as he called him a unicorn. Uh, I don't. And now that I hope that's not a Deshaun Watson reference. But well, I hope it's not a, a Christos Porzingis reference. Yeah. Be in trouble with the law. Uh, <laughs> there's that. Or. Uh, Rainbow butt monkey. Rainbow dildo, dildo butt, butt monkey. monkey. Yeah, that's, that's a different. Uh, never mind. That's, yeah, I don't, like, what character is that from? Yesterday's show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, all you have to do, just just uh, on the break, Google rainbow dildo butt monkey, and you'll find out all about it. How is that even a real thing? Uh, because someone decided to... They were having a child event, a kid's event. A, a kid's event. Oh, God, this is worse. Uh, oh, yeah. And they basically had somebody there to read a book about monkeys, and it turned out it was Rainbow Dildo Butt Monkey. It was kind of a fail. That was yesterday's gem of the day. So, anyway. the uh, But I, I think as far as the Rockets go, uh, I, I'm... You know, I'm hearing they're real interested in Callaway, and the, the Pistons are real interested in Green... But after hearing that, I'm kind of, you know, I, I might be all right with Mobley. And I, I don't, we, we've talked about this before and what, what your thoughts are. I don't care if he and Christian Wood can't play together. I mean, I, I think, you know, you get your best player here. Whoever it is you draft is your best player. You build around that. Pretty sure you could trade Christian Wood for some other pieces that would fit if it doesn't work. And that's it. I mean, Christian Wood's timeline is not going to match up with your young kids anyway. He's not going to be here when these young kids are maturing. So if he's already, hey, I want, you know, a big contract, trade him. Max out whatever you can get for him. Your rebuild's not done. It's not no. close to being done. So if if you trade Christian Wood and you stink again next year, well, you've got some well, whoever they take at two. Out of the top four guys, all four of those guys look like they're going to be players. And then, you know, maybe there's some drop-off. I don't think the Rockets can get it wrong at two. And then they've got two more picks later on in the first round to try to get something done with also. So if you're going to trade Christian Wood, dude played half the season. Trade him. One of the things we threw out there was, like the Warriors had mentioned, maybe trading their uh, seventh pick for uh, to Toronto for Siakam, which I don't know that Toronto's that interested in trading Siakam, but maybe they are. But if would if you could trade Christian Wood and one of your later first round picks for that seven to the Warriors, where it might make sense for a team to get a Christian Wood, because I mean the Warriors, if healthy, are a contender. A guy like that would be huge. Not a, I mean, gets paid a lot, but it's not a over overburdening contract. You think that's a deal you would do? Uh, if I could use Christian Wood to move up to seven, yeah, probably. Maybe I could even get more than that. Uh, you know, can can I use can I use Christian Wood to get? Uh, I mean, how how fast do you want to accelerate this? I mean, if Colin Sexton is actually available, and it seems like he is, and from what I've been reading, it seems like a mid to late first round pick might get it done. If I can use uh, a late pick and get Colin Sexton, I'd be all in on that. Um, there is nobody on the Rockets roster right now that is 100% untouchable no matter what, except the number two pick. Yeah, yeah. 
That and and whenever I hear that they might trade that, it, it makes me cringe. Now, if you trade up and decide you know, that decide that's the direction you want to go, okay, I, I'm not crazy about that. I think there's some good options there too. But uh, yeah, I, I I do think though any talk of trading out of two to trade down needs to stop, and they need to slam on the brakes and stop it now. And you can do that if you've gone to new brakes. And, and, and guess what? You don't have to go to New Breaks. New Breaks comes to you. That's the best part about it. Well, the best part, that's, it's kind of arguable what the best part is. Well, they come to you. They'll come to your house. They'll come to your, your place of business. So you don't have to go to a shop or a dealer and sit there for a couple hours. So that's one of the best things. Uh, the other best thing is the quality. They have great people. They have great products. And you save money. So I'm not sure what the best thing is. Everything's the best thing about New Breaks. And if you go to newbreaks.com, Real simple, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S dot com. Mention ESPN, you're going to get 10% off no matter what. And if you've got some late summer trips planned, get your brakes fixed first. And if when you go to newbrakes.com, you get a transparent, surprise-free repair quote. They get right back to you, and you're going to get a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty. Become the next blitzer like all the others who've had it done who love new brakes. Newbrakes.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S dot com. Mention ESPN, 10% off. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Last segment of the day. I, I it was priceless, and unfortunately, even the Twitchers didn't get the initial reaction <laughs> because Twitch wasn't on when he first saw this, uh, and. Uh, yeah, I almost wish I'd saved it today and not done it as Jim yesterday, but I'm pretty sure the FCC would not have liked your reaction. So. Probably not. Yeah. Anyway, so it uh, been a lot of fun, man. appreciate you coming in. Always fun doing a show with you, and you get home a little early tonight, so there's there's that. Dude, it's Friday, and I leave early. It's you know The sun will still be up. Not a bad day's work. All right. All right. You had to put in an extra hour, though. Yeah, that's not a big deal. <laughs> Three hours with Fred Fowler goes by pretty damn fast. Yeah, this did kind of fly by. I mean, it's not it's not me. It's Aaron. But um, but yeah, you know, it, it is. Aaron was talking about this earlier. You're one of the, the few guys that that. I mean, there's a lot of guys that do shows by themselves. Not not very many of them do it well. You do it well, and you also work well with other people. You know, when you're with cool people, so there's that. So I, I'd say you're a fairly versatile mammal. Well, I appreciate versatile that. Versatile mammals. And, uh, you know, the, the versatility. Trying to put words together. The versatility is definitely enhanced by the fact that when you're working with the cool people. Yeah, I wish I wish we had more of those. There's Aaron. There's you. There's Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just kidding. Everybody else out there who's not listening. Uh, all right, let's uh, wrap the show up the way we do every Friday. We do a little thing called Stupid Stuff. 
Yeah. Stupid stuff. We said this week. Was she that bitch Hillary Clinton or was that Carol Baskin I'm thinking of? Okay. Either way, Hillary Clinton, now that she's not president, I think nobody talks about Benghazi anymore. That's not true. Who yeah. does? Only Charlie Daniels does. Nope. The Charlie Japan- Daniels banned. The Japanese. Benghazi. <laughs> all right. I got to tell you guys about Allstate. Allstate windows and siding. I think the last guy that I want influencing my young quarterback right now is Air Humper. Yep. Well, I mean, listen, man, you got to take the good with the bad because obviously he can teach your guy a lot about football, but... Can you teach him the facts of life, too? It's not preferable. Not preferable. All right. That's going to wrap it up. (laughs) Right at the end, just snuck it in. Damn, I already closed my computer. I would make some kind of comment in Japanese. So this uh, CBS Sports article gives you reasons to back Qatar and reasons to back Panama. And then you make your decision. Now, we said there's lots of ways to say Qatar or Qatar. I don't think you can say Panama. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, I, there's the, only one way to say in, Panama. In the words of the late, great David Lee Roth. Panama? Panama. Panama. No, you can't do that, Aaron. You can't just make up a way to say a country. My phone number starts with... A number. 369. Damn bitch, fine. Gonna suck it to her one more time. Get low. Get low. Oh, you don't get the reference. <laughs> Brought to you in part by LafayetteTravel.com. I don't want to piss you off any further, because people have already pissed you off. It's Lafayette, Louisiana. Oh, shut up. Hey, man. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, just just shut the F I'm up. I'm just trying just to shut the out. F up, okay? I've had enough of you today. Of me? Yes. I know how to say it, AJ. Just okay. said it wrong, okay? Right. You're going to mispronounce things when you're... Talking for three hours on the radio. Let's just be friends. I was just trying to help. No, I'm no, sorry. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. No, you were no, trying listen. to humiliate me again. I'm trying to make an, a, a heartfelt apology right, right now. Stop it, Stephen A. I, I don't buy it. I want to sincerely apologize. I blew it. That's all I can say. I blew it. How am I wrong that I don't know the song? I'm saying you're supposed to. No, I'm not supposed to. I'm not yeah. supposed to listen to everything you listen to. That's not something that I listen to. It's something that everyone has to listen to because it's just, it exists. It's there no, always. No, I don't have to listen to your Taylor Swift. I don't have to listen to... Don't, ba- if you start bad-mouthing Taylor Swift right now, I'll just get up and leave. Hey, I'm more than happy to take the rest of the show off. I got stuff I could do. Well, I got stuff I could do, too. Why don't we all take off, then? <laughs> so I said, uh... Just so you know, that red hand means don't walk. And he hit me with a new insult. He said, F you, you crooked head bitch. Okay, I don't know what crooked head that, means. That's pretty accurate, actually, now that I think about really? it. Really? Yeah. You do kind of have a crooked head. What's wrong with my head? My head's not uh, crooked. It's, it's normal. A, it's a little crooked. No. <laughs> What's the crossroad that it's on? Is that a throwback to last episode when you found out that there's a song called The Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony? Um, it was no. a top hit in 1996. No, which I, I don't even remember, remember that particular song. So It was the one where our, all the thugs were harmonizing. That's how you can always tell that group apart from the other groups. Most groups don't have thugs harmonizing. Unlike boys and men who have gentlemen they, harmonizing. Those were gentlemen harmonizers. Not thugs. Bone thugs and harmony, those were thugs who also happened to harmonize. Yeah. It's a rare combination. You should not be driving in this. In fact, you should do one of those weather things. <laughs> if you're in the 1960 area, please get the stack pickle and go win something. Get inside immediately or hail might get you. Hail, or lightning. Lightning? You you could get lightning. This has been an actual emergency from the Blitz. <laughs> Stupid stuff. We said this week. Oh, good times.
Good times. Yeah, that was uh, it, man. It, it got bad there for a second. So, anyway, this has been a fun show. This went by fast, dude. This went by really fast. We only looked up. Was like, wait, an hour is gone, and then we were into the third hour, and it's almost time to go. Yeah. I don't want to leave. You know, kind of like uh, Deadpool two when he's dying and he doesn't really want to leave, so he just keeps talking. Unfortunately, we will run out of time. So, uh, but I have to say, Aaron, great job today. Good, good luck with the golf this weekend. I'm pulling for I'm pulling for you. If I don't win, I want to make that clear. Uh, great job by Patrick Creighton. Always, always a pleasure to do a show, a show with Patrick. Uh, I, I don't want to say it's easy. It's easy. I'll just say it. It's always easy doing a show with Patrick. And uh, Monday, AJ will be back. Maybe who knows. But uh, we'll be down to two weeks, right? That's it? Yep. Ten shows. Ten shows left in the Blitz. Maybe nine because I may have to take a day off next week. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it. Hope everybody has an awesome, awesome weekend. Maybe I'll run into you guys out if you're out and about. I'll probably get out tomorrow. Till Monday. Stay sports, you bitches. My name is Stephen A. Smith, and you're listening to 98.7. Wait, what? I said 98.7. That's my show. Let's try this one more time, okay? My name is Stephen A. Smith, and you're listening to 97.5 FM.